You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. I am your host, Jeff Ellis. want to quickly remind everyone to check out the Locked On MLB uh, flagship show with Sully. Good dude, I've been on there. I'm sure I'll be on there again soon. That's the Locked On MLB show. Go check it out for yourself. As for myself, uh, as I always do at the top of the show to introduce myself, my name is Jeff Ellis. I was the MLB lead draft and prospect analyst at Scout, and then we got bought by 24-7, and I was there until 24-7, got rid of baseball, (laughs) long and short of it. For that, I wrote at Indians Baseball Insider, had things on the Cleveland fan, waiting for next year. Uh, Everybody hates Cleveland. Uh, If a blog existed, I probably had an article of some sort at some point in time appear on said site. Now I have been doing Locked On, and we're quickly approaching 500 episodes. Crazy to uh, think that I'll get into 500 episodes right about as we bring on a new co-host to help, uh, you know, just get some new thoughts, some new ideas, uh, balance the show in some ways. But let's, you know, let's not spend any more time on the intro. We've already got a minute and a half in. Let's talk about the win today. So with this win... Cleveland Indians uh, remain a game back of the White Sox, and the Indians are 19-14. and 3-2 win over the Cubs. Uh, Shane Bieber, I saw some people commenting on his performance. You know, nine hits, three walks. Yeah, it's a lot of base runners, 12 base runners in a six and two-thirds outing. Uh, in general, when you're looking, he also hit a batter and 121 pitches. That's so many. Like, I don't know why. You have a really good 7, 8, and 9, right? The Indians have really good set 7, 8, and 9 pen. Why are they running Bieber out when he's at 121 pitches? I remember I was reading an article, I think on Monday, by Keith Law complaining about how, so Fordham, not, not, not a pitching hotbed, but they might have the best senior in the country this year, uh, power right-hander. And, you know, likely a reliever, but still interesting arm. And seniors are always cheaper to sign, and that can often push them up boards, especially if you're a team that, uh, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. A year ago, the Indians signed Carson Tucker because he was cheaper to sign. He was not a top 30 talent, but they took him in the top 30 picks and then used that money to help them get Petey Halpin, who they paid like a second rounder, uh, and then also to get Mil- Milan Tolentino, which they, who they also paid a lot for. So there'll be teams interested, and I'm blanking on the pitcher's name, but I think like in that article they complained, he was complaining that at 127 pitches that that guy had thrown in a start, and that was more pitches than any major league starter had thrown that year, so far this year. Uh, and you got Bieber at 121. You have a good 7-8-9. Go to him. I mean, you could also... I understand it's a close game and this and that, but I... Third time through the order is always going to be shaky for anyone. That's just how it works in baseball. Bieber did not have his best stuff. This was not his stellar performance. Single, and then like lucky to get the strikeout double play. Then another single. Then they did the substitution and you get the fly out. Uh, you also get the error there just to compound issues. Uh, though that error was only an advancement error. 
Uh, he already had the single in place. So, yeah, that's just as I was sitting there watching it, I was like, come on. This is pitch count is high. He is not at his peak. He had already had, uh, what, seven hits at that point in time, three walks, and a hit batter. Now, the unusualness uh, was that they got two runs across, but only one was from the home run. And as everyone would expect, Eric Sogard with that home run. Uh, that is me mocking uh, right there. That was his first of the year. Indian side, Jose Ramirez, team leading 10th home run of the year. Cesar Hernandez with his third. Hernandez has been another one of those guys who's creeping up. Bowers, uh, two hole. I'm all for playing Bowers, but man, it's uh, two hole is not the spot. And, you know, he eventually got pinch hit by Luplo. Whew. Luplo's in like a an 0 for 50 stretch, it feels like. I know it's not quite that bad, but it's also... Let's put it this way: He's at closer to his 0 for 50 than uh, than you probably think. Uh, it's been pretty brutal for him after that hot start. Well, I talk about oh, you know, and I I was like anyone else. They were so bad. You're like, let him hit righties. Let's see what happens. Especially because a lot of his early home runs were against righties. But I mean, since I don't know, it was an it was an injury, and I can't remember what particular it was. It's also part of the reason they called up Harold Ramirez in particular to give them another. Uh, person to go out there against lefties. And I talked about it. This is a hitter or hitter. This is a pitcher that has huge split differentials. You want to load up on lefties. And that's exactly what they did. They made the right call in this game when it comes to the lineup. Just unfortunately didn't work out well for them. Now I say that, noting they also won. So pair of home runs is really the difference in this one for the Indians. Uh, it allows them to get their the runs across. Uh, Cesar Hernandez was a uh, let's see, Jose Ramirez, and then Hernandez was a two run shot. I want to say to give him the lead with Jimenez on. Uh, so we reached twice. Oh, I hit the wrong button in this game. You know, that's always my big thing. It's like who got on base twice. Uh, in general, I mean, the Indians did not have a walk. I'll repeat that. Against a guy with control issues, the Indians didn't have a walk. Now, I shouldn't say control issues. That's not fair. He has control issues against lefties. He's been very good with his control numbers throughout this year. But still, zero walks? That's that's not something you see. It's not something I'm used to seeing with the Indians. Uh, the Cubs on the other side managed 11 hits, 4 walks, and a hit batter. And while Cleveland didn't have a walk, it did have a hit batter. And that hit batter was uh, Jimenez, who I mentioned previously. And he was on base for the home run. That's the difference in the game. The Indians, timely hitting. They had five hits. Not even timely hitting necessarily. Home runs. Long ball gave them this win. Five hits. Luckily for them, two home runs. Zero walks, a hit batter. Other side of things, Chicago had 11 hits. They had four walks and a hit batter and an error on the Indians, and they only managed to push two across because they had one home run and then one that was kind of manufactured. For Bieber, it's another start, another eight strikeouts. It was I almost felt like, you know, I, I was complaining about the 121 pitches. Felt like they were leaving him in there to make sure he keeps getting those strikeouts, to see that he gets that uh, eighth strikeout yet again. And he did manage that before he was taken out in this one. But it, I, part of me couldn't help but think about that. Uh, in addition, it's oof, Naylor with, I mentioned the error, four double plays. That's the other thing that helped get the Indians out of situations. Like, 
Again, 11 hits, four walks, an error, and a hit batter. That's 16 potential base runners. Two runs off of that is, uh, that's hard to do. The only way that happens is because of all the double plays that occurred. I, I realized I talked about earlier who reached base twice and then I never came back and said who, and that's because the answer is nobody. Nobody in this game uh, reached base twice for the Indians. Uh, even if you're like, well, could Jimenez with the hit? No, because he didn't actually have a hit. He only got hit. Uh, who had the hits in this one? Naylor, Ramirez, Hedges, Ramirez, I already said Ramirez, uh, and Hernandez. Well, I, and both Ramirez's, let's say that. I was like, wait a second. So you had uh, Harold and Jose with hits. I, in some regards, you look at this and you're like, well, they're lucky they won. This is not a game the Indians should have won. Uh, they got out hit. They got out walked. They got out defended. And they somehow came through with a victory in an extremely close matchup. Uh, they shouldn't have won. They, plain and simply. Uh, they managed to... That's great. I mean, you, you're you always happy when the Indians win. Uh, but they've been winning more of late with... Uh, I don't know if I want to say veteran play or by putting things together or any of that because baseball is always a degree of luck with that it's a matchup they should have won more handedly let's just put it that way they won tomorrow's uh, matchup is a rough one uh if you were not listening to the show yesterday zach davies doesn't really have big splits he doesn't miss bats that's pretty much the only knock on Davies is he's never been someone who can miss bats via the strikeout. There's a little bit of Josh Tomlin to him. Uh, if I'm going to give a comp with Davies, there's some Josh Tomlin there. The good peak Josh Tomlin uh, for Zach Davies. Sam Hench is, he's got the big stuff, but he's not generating any swing and misses. And we'll see how that goes. Uh, every time he pitches, I'm going to picking the other team uh, until I can see something that makes me believe and I'm laughing at it because it, it's so negative to say but it's at the same time uh, right now Henches and McKenzie just don't inspire much trust or faith and I know McKenzie had the great outing last time we'll see if he can build on that but when it's the low velocity the inconsistent command I just don't know how he can have a ton of faith uh, and when it comes to Henches he's no swing and miss that's going to be an issue that's going to continually pop up for him as you're going through and discussing uh, that fifth starter role, which I'd still honestly rather see a Moss. I'm higher. I've always had Eli Morgan higher ranked in system. Uh, I'm hoping at some point we'll get an opportunity to see those players uh, play for the Indians this year. So who are the three stars in this one? Jose Ramirez, home run number 10, leads the team. I believe that's a tied with Major League Baseball. He currently leads baseball in home runs. Uh, I you still give it to Bieber. It's only three runs over six and two thirds. It's not his best performance. It's not his best stuff, but it's a quality start. I, there's no other really thing I need to rationalize or put out there. He had a quality start. And in a game like this, where there wasn't a lot for the Indians, he's one of the stars and Cesar Hernandez with the game winning home run. I think you have a very clear three players. You could maybe argue for a reliever, Karen Chalk uh, doing an inning and a third being fantastic. Class A did give up two hits. He didn't give up a run. That's all that really matters. But it wasn't quite the shut the door uh, that it has been earlier. So I think, you know, Hernandez, Jose Ramirez, and Shane Bieber are your easy choices for your three stars in this one. 
time to take a moment and talk about our sponsors. So Built Bar has a sale going on right now, and you can kind of tell the incredulity in my voice because I'm not. A, I think I know what this means, but for those out there, you might understand more what an over/under factory second sale is. It's get a box of over/slash underweight bars for just twenty nine ninety nine. Basically, these are the bars that aren't exactly the right weight. A little bit under, a little bit over, you're getting a discount because it's not that exact weight. It's not what they're going for or promising in everyone. It's not like you're going to open a bag and see like a little nubbin. Uh, Built Bar takes care of their customers. They believe in their customers. They have fantastic customer service. So right now is your chance. Uh, Additional discounts do not apply on that. So unfortunately, you cannot use the promo code LOCKDOWN15 to save even more money. But you're getting a fantastic deal right now if you do go over to Built Bar. And if you do order that, still enter that promo code LOCKDOWN15. Yes, it doesn't do anything for you, but it helps us out because it still pops up. It still shows them that someone's using it. Great time to try. This is your probably the cheapest you'll be able to find in the bars. Go check it out for yourself. I always recommend the mixed box. I think that is fantastic. I'm still hoping they'll bring back the banana flavors that I loved. Go check out Built Bar for yourself today. I love it. I'm going to be placing an order the next time they have a specialty bar. That's I'm kind of holding out hope, waiting for their next uh, special bar to pop up. Hoping it's a puff. I also really like the puffs. So that's another one to keep your eyes open when you want to check out a new flavor or check out Built Bar for the first time. And remember to use that code LOCKEDON15. One of our newest sponsors is Sports Trade. And I've talked about them before. They're trying to change fantasy, right? They're trying to make it more fantasy meets stock market. It's not just about who is performing well. It's about who people are adding. This is your chance to go out there and do supply and demand. Uh, Find that player who is undervalued now, who you think is going to start performing, so you get the value not just in terms of performance, but you're also going to take advantage of people deciding to scoop up that player. Find them, you know, again, classic example should be Shane Bieber, tonight's starter. If you got him before he was called up and held on to him, I can't imagine where his value would be right now. And I mean, no one expected Bieber to become what he has become. So look for the next Shane Bieber. Try to find that next ace. Remember, for the Indians, none of their ace pitchers over the last few years, I mean, one could argue Bauer, uh, but he was only an ace really for one year in Cleveland. But all of their fantastic pitching outside of Bauer, none of them were top 100 prospects. Not a one. Not Clevenger, not Kluber. Okay, Carrasco was. But Carrasco was also the fallen prospect. You could have bought him low as anyone. He was the he, the shine had come off and had came off in Philly, and then he struggled in Cleveland uh, before they figured things out. Go find those guys and go to SportsTrade.com today. Find the next uh, great underrated player and get that chance. Do the supply and demand. See performance plus uh, upside. Find when you're ready to buy shares, pick the penny stock and a rookie with huge upside or grab the blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Sign up at SportsTrade to dot sign up today at SportsTrade.com. Discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. So uh the so that means we're back from break. I do wanna take a second here, talk some prospects, talk some draft. I, I know people are probably expecting me to comment on if you follow, listen to this at all, hoping for draft content about Gunnar Hoagland. Uh, I kept moving Gunnar Hoagland down my draft list. He was sitting there at sixth and I wrote his profile. And at the end of his profile, I had him about 10th. And the reason was some declining performance in the SEC. Well, it turns out the declining performance is Tommy John surgery. And that's just, 
it's a gut punch. We already lost Jaden Hill, who was another player who looked like a top 10 pick. Uh, gut punch for college baseball fans and for, seem, for some teams drafting early because it's, you know, I do like some players at the top, but I mean, even the top of this draft, and you look at Jack Leiter did not pitch this last weekend because uh, he's got a tired arm and he's not pitched particularly grand of late. And Kumar Rocker has been inconsistent. And yeah, I, Henry Davis all the way. He's my number one player. Uh, it's not a great draft to draft high. That's just plain and simply. It's one of the weakest top of the classes we've seen in a while. I, I don't feel like there's anyone who's really stepping up. And, you know, I will stick on my hill from now to the end of time of Jordan Lawler being the first pick to the Pirates. And that's who I mocked back in January. And I think it just continues to make more sense now. Uh, Hoagland hurts. I will say, you know, we normally expect like Hoagland and Hill, like, oh, the Nats would draft one of them. But the Nats are drafting like 12 or 11th this year. So there'll be other players. I, I would not discount the Indians. Uh, they do a lot with recovery. They do a lot with, uh, helping players and they've never been afraid of like awkward deliveries or potential arm injuries. Talked about Ethan Hankins and his elbow and, uh, the Carlos Vargas situation. Now that's not the same as drafting a guy, but when they drafted Hankins, they knew there was issues there. They've dealt with Vargas and Torres and recent players who've gotten hurt. So Jaden Hill, Gunnar Hoagland, uh, Interesting. I th- still think Chase Petty, if he's there, uh, makes a ton of sense to the tribe. Let's talk about Lake County. Uh, Lake County, who, you know, Pat Ellington will be joining me on this show once a week from now on, uh, occasionally hosting on his own. He He's media for Lake County, so you'll get to hear a lot about it. The Indians had five steals tonight. Kellen Roll is the closer, which is fascinating because he's a loogie. Like, in my mind, his delivery and approach, everything about him is kind of just meant to be a loogie i don't know how uh it'll go for him but he's i mean he's been successful in the minors it's going to be interesting to see how that goes more fascinating is probably hunter gaddis though this is why i had to talk about uh lake county like the the steel's got some attention they had a lot of players performing but hunter gaddis uh he had a rough first outing as you recall i talked about here on the show tonight he went five innings zero hits zero walks zero hit batters six strikeouts. So career high. And I do want to say I got those stats from uh, JL underscore baseball or friend Justin Lada. He, uh, he put those all out there. So uh, yeah, I could have looked it up, but I do want to give credit to Justin and for, I mean, Gaddis to pitch five perfect innings. That's, that's good. Uh, he was a guy the Indians liked a lot. It was an interesting 2019 draft class because there's a lot of guys like Gaddis who performed well in the Cape, went, in to, went into their college year and kind of disappointed or didn't quite take the leap people were expecting. Uh, Gaddis was amongst them at, I want to say a school in Georgia, like not, you know, the big schools in Georgia, but more like Georgia Southern or something along those lines. Yes, I could go look it up, but you can go look it up too if you really want to. Uh, but it, five perfect innings, you at least have to mention that on the show, right? Even if it's the minor league affiliate. It's been uh, fun kind of checking things out, seeing how uh, these minor league players are playing. It's nice to get a chance to like follow the minors again and to look at all of the talent in the Indian system and try to figure out where it's all going to go. 
and so much of the focus right now is on like Owen Miller and Nolan uh, Jones as they're the guys up in AAA. And let's be honest, it's a matter of time before Owen Miller joins the team. Uh, we talked about that extensively on last night's show. I don't need to go into it anymore. Uh, I'm a little concerned just about sky-high expectations, and we we get a little too obsessed with like the idea of a 300 hitter when there's just not a ton of those anymore. And it's also like not... Batting average is an incomplete picture. It's probably the best way to put it. It's not really showing uh, enough to be sure that that is a starter. So we'll have to see what happens with Miller. But I mean, the more exciting and interesting prospects, you just keep going down the line. There is not a team in the Indians minors that doesn't have four to five guys that are extremely interesting to check out. So go check it out. It's the same thing I talked about earlier in the year. You know, talking a little bit draft here at the top. The state of Ohio has never been better for the draft. It might be a down draft year, but go look at like NCAA uh, ERA leaders. You'll see Joe Rock of Ohio, a six foot six lefty, and you'll see Sam Bachman of Miami uh, of Ohio, who's a six foot one righty who can hit triple digits. Uh, both are really interesting. And then you can look at, you know, uh, Albright at Kent State. Uh, there's just players forever. I and mean, Seth Lonzo at Ohio State, he, he was a guy who could have been a second-round pick out of high school. Uh, it's a really interesting year, so I'm going to keep advocating to go check out uh, college baseball in your state if it is round and you're able. Right state. Tyler Black is my highest-rated player in the state. I almost didn't mention him because uh, I was talking about every. Well, that's not true. Uh, Sam Bachman is my highest-rated player in the state, but Tyler Black is my highest-rated position player in the state of Ohio. Uh, so, you know, there's so many fun things to check out. I'm just going to continue to push that uh, because it's never been this good. It is better. The, the talent level in Ohio is, in terms of colleges, is better this year than it's been like the last four years combined. That's how good it is. Go check it out. Take advantage of that. Go check out the minors if you can see it because the Indians are loaded at every level. There's interesting players, interesting names, interesting stories. Go check it all out. I'm telling you. The Major League team, of course, you want them to win. You're following them. But there is so much good baseball right now. Don't limit yourself. If you are near any of those places and you can see college or you can see the minors, go check that out. Do yourself a favor. It's going to be a cheaper ticket, and it's going to be just as enjoyable. So go watch. It's that time. It's that time to go to bet online and see what the line is for tomorrow's Indians game. Uh, remember, when you do go to bet online, to use that promo code locked on fifty. Nope, just locked on to get your 5-0-50% bonus uh, on your first deposit. So this is interesting to me. Uh, Davies is getting a run and a half. I know the Cubs are struggling, and in general, you know, the Indians have been the better team this year, but Henches hasn't done a lot. There's not, Maybe they're just betting on, you know, he's a big lefty and there's some unknown there. But I would be tempted to say you should bet against the Indians tomorrow. Now, I'm not an expert. I would not sit there and guarantee that by any means. But uh, as someone who follows baseball, I was very much kind of surprised to see that line, see that situation, especially because Davies has pitched well of late. So uh, go to bet online today. Remember, that is betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit over at Bet Online. Check it out. Let's talk about the Mariners. Uh, interesting team in a lot of regards. 
team that we could see Jared Kalenic come up and play for uh, very soon. The talk is that he could come up for this Indian series. Uh, the Mariners have been a team on the rebuild for a few years. Uh, I've liked their first round picks. I've liked the, well, I wasn't the biggest Emerson Hancock guy, but I, I was, I thought Logan Gilbert and George Kirby were excellent selections. I loved the trade that bought in Kalenic and Dunn. Uh, I will never understand what uh, Brody Wegener was thinking, not treating Cano like a salary dump, but just it didn't make any sense then. All these years later, it still just looks horrendous. Also give Brody some credit for J.D. Davis. Let's, you know, let, let's give some good with some bad. This uh, Mariners team, we're going to have an old friend alert Saturday, just to Sheffield versus Aaron Zavalli. Remember, Sheffield went to the Indians for Andrew Miller and then was traded for another lefty, Justice being a lefty himself, uh, James Paxton. So lefty for lefty, lefty for lefty. Paxton just could never stay healthy. And uh, Sheffield is now one of the starters. Eric Swanson, Chris Flexen, Justice Sheffield. And uh, I don't want to butcher you see Kichichi Kikuchi. You knew guy, everyone out there knew that was coming. Uh, he is their best starter. Yeah, you will see Kikuchi. He has been uh, pretty solid for them. Just 29 years of age still. Uh, was a good signing a few years ago. Was kind of a surprise signing. Uh, Justin Dunn has typically been in their rotation. Rotation hasn't been bad. Uh, the offense has not been great. Uh, you do have another old friend alert, and most people don't remember Sam Haggerty. Sam Haggerty was a 19th round draft pick, went to the Mets. Uh, then after that, he, uh, he ended up in Seattle, and he's been their kind of starting center fielder, more of a platoon, or not center fielder, left fielder. He's been a platoon uh, left fielder. He was a second baseman most of the time he was in the minors, so it's interesting that he is... Uh, been playing in the outfield for Seattle. And you go back, I mean, that's, he was part of the 2015 draft. Uh, Very much a forgotten part of that draft class. I was trying to see, he was part of the Kevin Ploiecki deal, along with Walter Lockett, who they'd gotten from San Diego. Uh, You know, it's it's nice when your day three picks hit. Uh, University of New Mexico guy, uh, the track record of players from uh, New Mexico State and University of New Mexico has been horrendous. And Hackerty owns a career. I'm like laughing because his career OPS plus is a 69. Uh, and I'm not laughing because of the ha 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 69. I'm, I'm more laughing that, like he's been that ineffective, but he's still getting shots. He's still getting opportunities. Uh, but yeah, old friend alert there too. A name to consider. If things don't go well in Seattle, Mitch Hanger is playing really well. Now, Mitch Hanger has been hurt constantly for them. I think he's mostly DHing, a little bit of right field. Uh, let's see. So, in didn't play in 2020, you had 63 games in 2019, 157 in 2018, and then year before that, 96, year before that, 34. Uh, WRC pluses. Uh, over 100 most years, and in 2018 in particular, 4.5 war. The question is health. Uh, this year, that WRC Plus is a 127, uh, worth almost a win so far. Slash line 258, 303, 508. He's continuing to be an effective offensive player. 
can you do that and be healthy? And then additionally, he's a free agent uh, after 20 in 2023. So you're looking at two years of team control. But if two years of team control, it's not one year, it's not a rental. If you're the Indians, you know, there's always the possibility too that you could do the extension because it is a player who's not been healthy. He might be more willing to consider such, such options because he's also 30 years of age. Uh, he's there's, And he'll be 31 in December. So there's a player here. He would be getting for age 30 and 31. If Seattle does not take a step forward if they continue to you know, Taylor Trammell has struggled. He'll probably get sent down, but at some point they're going to want to give him an extended look. They gave up significant pieces for him. He's still considered a top prospect by many. Kalanick's going to be up there, and they have some other players that they, you know, Julio Rodriguez is not far away either. And, you know, trading a 30, 30-year-old outfielder with two years of control makes sense. And if you're the Indians... I mean, Seattle could be that team where you trade two to three of those players we talked about uh, who are going to be, you need to add to the 40-man, by the way. Uh, Jelensky, Noel just continues to mash. And again, he was one of my four players additional to those 11. Like the four guys who could play themselves into the discussion, that's one of them. They're the 11, and one of those 11 was Nick Sandlin, who they've added. So it's now like 10 more names they have to uh, have to add. But then Jelensky is, is making it very hard to ignore him. So, yeah, I mean, look at the Seattle team. Just you consider their pieces, their parts. They're still having their struggles. Kyle Lewis has played better of late, but he has not replicated what he did a year ago. Uh, Kyle Seeger has been great. Uh, Ty France, man, I liked him from his San Diego days. Hasn't played well of late, but the guy always hitting the minors. Uh, Evan White is really struggling at first base, but I wasn't high on his profile uh, at Kentucky. I was higher on Tristan Pompey that year, and I laughed because like Tristan Pompey is my biggest miss. That is my biggest uh, draft scouting analysis miss ever. Uh, so that that's just one of those things. But yeah, they're offensively they're not putting a whole lot together. It's a team that is struggling uh, offensively. The bright spot is Mitch Hanger. He again, since he is a non-rental from a team that is not looking like a playoff squad. There's a lot of reasons why that can make sense for both squads. So I'm just going to sit back and say, yeah, if he stays healthy, the Indians should absolutely be in and absolutely consider him. Uh, he is playing some right field here or there. As for the rest of the Seattle team, you know, we'll get into Eric Swanson, who's starting uh, the first game on tomorrow's show. Get into some of the other players, but I wanted to quickly touch on the lineup. Talk about, hey, this is a team that maybe the Indians can make a trade with later. Team to consider and keep in mind. Uh, what I want you to consider and keep in mind is uh, to rate and review, download daily, tell a friend, uh, try to see if you can get someone else hooked. All that fun jive. Uh, I'm also waiting to hear if there is indeed anyone out there who has listened to all 500 episodes. I'm curious to hear about that. I have been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Locked On Indians podcast for the next year, maybe two. Go Tribe.